Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. Um, I'm really excited. I'm talking about something that's really quite I'm quite passionate about, um, and is quite prevalent, I guess, in the work that I do today. And it is the importance of having a village around you as a mum. Um, from literally the dawn of time, (laughs) not even an exaggeration. Um, Women have worked in communities. We have worked in villages to support each other in raising children. Um, Mm. We have shared the load, like the physical load, and we have supported each other with all of those logistical things now that one mum has to contend with. Mm -hmm. Um, We've also been there as emotional support for each other and understanding. So, you know, we've really had that, that critical, you know, being seen, being heard, connection um, is something that has always been there. And I feel like, you know, over time, it's something that has definitely reduced and reduced and reduced. And in the chaos of the world in the last few years, it's, you know, it's, I hate to use the word, but it's it's got even worse. And I think it's mm. it's got to a point now where I feel like the conversations are changing um, and value the, the value that's placed on that work that we do around the home and with the children is finally being valued again. But mm. still so many women live without a village around them and it's it's really sad, like a lot of it the can make or break It can make or break yeah. the parenting. It really does. Yeah, mm. 100%. So many of the clients that I support don't have family around them. They might not be in the same state mm. or might not be in the same country and, mm. you know, it's it's just such an important part of parenting and of that parenting journey. Mm. Yes. When I, um, I had, like I said, I've said previously that my first four and a half years, I, I did the parenting thing without having my family around me for support. And so I really leaned on one of my best friends and then a couple of really good girlfriends, but like the logistics of it was just so much more hectic. I had to, um, plan quite a bit in advance. It wasn't just as easy as being like, hey, dad, can you come around and have the kids? Hey, mum, can you come stay this weekend? Travis and I want to go out for the movies. And it's like now being back in New Zealand and having that available to me, I was like, oh my God, like, there's so much that I missed out on. Yes. But then also so much that my children missed out on as well. And I, yeah, I'm obviously so grateful because we're literally just like a stone's throw away from my family, um, from my dad now at least. So it's like if shit does hit the fan, I know I've got somebody to like call on and it's going to be okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah, And I think a lot of the time, like even our villages, like I had an amazing mum's group with my first Mm. baby, but they've all got other kids too. So, you know, you Mm. can't call them at 3am and be like, Hey, one of my kids is vomiting. Like I really need to take them to the hospital. Um, I was so fortunate. Like when my second baby was even like when, when I first had my first child, my mum was like 10 minutes away, but we actually moved it across the road from her when my second was seven months old. And then she moved 20 minutes away and we followed her. We bought her house just around the corner. You're like, um, you're not getting away from me. Because I find you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I've been really lucky there and, and I've got some amazing friends. I've got an amazing little community that like, when something goes wrong for one of us, it's like, okay, what food can we bring? Like, it's like our love Aww. language. We'll make food for each other. And like, so nice. I had... I had friends like after I had my third and my husband was working away and I was having a really hard time. Mm. They would just be like, they'd like call me and be like, Hey, 
I'm not going to say, but there's a lasagna on your doorstep, so don't worry about dinner tonight. Oh. Or they'd message me and be like, okay, I've cooked double of this. Like, I'll drop it off to you. Or like, they'd come over and be like, okay, what what can I help you with? Like, you know, we had our first babies at the same time, obviously, but then we've had second, third kids. Nobody's mm. gone for a fourth yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, we kind of be there for each other and we'd make each other care packages and, you know, all of the yeah. things. And like, I... I I feel so bad for yeah, because like mum during the C word or the pandemic, um, you know the <laughs> the mothers groups they they dried oh. up like they weren't allowed to go to mothers groups and I'm just mm-hmm. like and I know that like and not even not even that but a lot of the mothers groups can get really into that whole like comparisonitis where they're like well my baby's sleeping through the night at six weeks old and like that you know, is they're just bitchy right <laughs> that yeah. is exactly why I actually never joined mums groups. Because yeah, I, I never, I never did it. Like I just couldn't bring myself to sit there and feel judged or or, or yeah, whatever. like I just yeah. no, I just yeah. actually never, I just never signed up for one. And I was lucky that a, quite a few of my girlfriends, like we were the first um, of our circle, and then one of my girlfriends came back over from Melbourne, so we did end up having like a little bit. Mm. But we were already friends, already established relationships, and this yeah. was just like the natural progression of it. But I really, yeah. that was the reason why I didn't sign up. But I probably did end up shooting myself myself in the foot in terms of like creating the village early yeah. on, or at least I mean, babies at the same age. Yeah, yeah, and you can like it, it's not even the comparing when you get a good group of friends and like mine totally. are amazing. Like, and I know that you'll all be listening to this, and I fucking love you guys, but like. shout out shout out (laughs) shout out to my girlfriends but like they really they really did make make it for me and from Mm. what I can hear we were lucky like our mum's group it just wasn't like that it was so Mm. supportive and like everybody was there for you and it was like okay you're struggling how can I help you and like yeah we might not have always been able to do it but like we would all bring our kids into the one house and be like okay we're gonna come and help you cook like but you know we kind of would one of us would be wrangling the kids or the other one was doing this yeah. or it'd be like, oh, I need to get my hair done. You know, can you watch the kids? And it'd be like, okay, I'll come over too. And then there's like two parents in the house and yeah, there may yeah. have been five or six kids, but like we had that, that beautiful little village and it really does. Like it didn't, it didn't stop me from ending up with postnatal depression with my third baby. Um, but I actually, like, I felt like I had the support where mm. a lot of mums just don't and it, it like we weren't made to parent that way we really weren't no. no we weren't and and it's so important like you know whether like some people have that within their friendship groups and within like with mm. their girlfriends and with their family yeah. and then I think sometimes we fall into the trap of feeling that like family is going to be there to support us and we forget that yeah they have other kids and other lives yeah. you know for me I definitely was like you know I've got heaps of family around me and they're close and blah 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 and then I was like oh but their kids go to school and they work yeah. full-time and their yeah. kids are playing netball and soccer and all of these other things so there's these massive chunks of time where you didn't have anybody to call on and as you said like in the c word mother's groups dried up and that was the one support that our healthcare system put in because it like it wasn't really a cost on the system like they would put these you know women in a in a group together but the way they then went on and bonded and supported each other was independent of that um it was kind of helped Probably yeah. brought down the postnatal depression rates, to be honest. Like one hundred percent booking doctors' appointments because, like, what's this rash? Whereas we just get onto Facebook yeah. and we're like, does anybody know what this is? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, and I'm a bit 
like when we look at the rates of postnatal depression, um, like before the pandemic, we were seeing one in 10 mums suffer with postnatal depression. And now we're seeing one in five and one in 10 dads. And That's they huge. haven't even kind of done like some really recent studies. And I'm, I'm a bit terrified to see what mm. actually comes of those studies wow. because I know that so many more women are struggling because they just don't have that support network around them. But it's um, just like not good enough. Like we no, know, like we no. actually know that this is stuff that needs to be be done yeah, and it's it not and being done. No, no, and that's where I think I think raising the volume of the conversation from mums yeah. is really important because it's never going to be an initiative of our healthcare system. They're never no. going to sit down around a table and be like, hey, we should make things a bit easier for mums. It really needs to be mums demanding better structures yeah. and better support um and i use the example of like barbs in a birthing suite so that was not an initiative of a hospital that wasn't a healthcare system that said hey this would be a really good way it's biologically normal you know all of these things it was mums demanding that that be mm. available that, to them in hospitals and that's why so I guess bloody still... powerful yeah, yeah. And, we are and, so powerful like when mums get together and we stand and, together. like and speak together holy shit like we change the world yeah, mm -hmm. and, and this is the thing, like the message is the same. You know, we are all saying yeah. the same things. Um, so yeah. to be able to stand together and demand those same things, um, we like there's no way that we can't be heard, but I think it's really about being able to raise the volume um, of the yeah. conversation do you so reckon, that it can't be ignored. <laughs> do you reckon that it's um, like it's quite it's quite an European-y type thing, the way that we do our single parenting? Because there's a lot of cultures around the world that don't do it the way that we do it. No, like, they got it wrong, Like man. Indian families, <laughs> yeah, it, like yeah. Indian families will have, um, and I'm not an expert in this or anything, but mm -hmm. what I've observed is Indian families, you know, there's multiple families and multiple generations in one home. And yeah. then you've got um, the uh, some of the Asian cultures, um, is it the Chinese, where the mother is literally on bed rest for X amount of time, yeah, completely wrapped, confined and everybody else is caring for the mother and the baby and that's like yeah. they do it yeah. so differently to us they like, do it I way better really, i know i was like really interested to know what their rates would be yeah yeah and yeah and unfortunately um a lot of the rates around depression um they are worse in western cultures and it is yeah. really part of that um you know that nucleus living that we kind of have as opposed to the cultures that really embrace the village um, you know what? Sorry. <laughs> can I just? Oh, oh, I was just gonna say. Can I just say? I don't think I would cope living with my family in a no, generation home. No, like, no, fuck that gone. idea. Like, sorry. sorry. I'm sure that works no. for some people. That that is not a great idea for oh, me. No, <laughs> and I think like that's where I think embracing how you can do it differently really yeah. does come into Work it. Rounds. Because at the end of the day, having that village around you allows you to rest. Um, yes. and having that village around you allows you to heal. Um, you know, when we look at like what a woman is like fresh postpartum, and as you were just saying with the Chinese, they're caught, um, they call it confinement care. Um, mm. so essentially I think it's five days. So five days in the bed, the mother mm. does not get out of bed for five days. Um, and then it's five days on the bed, five days around the bed and five days near the bed. And yeah. in that time, Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, the only thing she does is basically look after herself, what she needs to do and feed her baby. Everybody else is cooking, they're cleaning. Every other logistic is pretty much taken sounds, care sounds of. Sounds pretty good. Um, and when you consider 
So after birth and our placenta detaches, the wound that is left inside our abdomen is the size of a dinner plate. So if and you, that's just birth, that's not a C-section on top of that. No, that's <laughs> just birth. That is yeah. just birth. Um, and to think that we put so much pressure on ourselves to, to like be up. up and about like so yeah. fast yeah. afterwards. We better go mop like, the house. That's yeah. so and if you not realistic. What we would do and how we would live if that wound was on the outside of our bodies, oh, it would be completely different. If so, it was on the outside of dad's bodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I guess some really practical ways that you can build your village. Um, firstly is, and we've talked about it in other episodes as well, but is actually vocalising, you know, like when we have our wedding day, like we've got our maid of honour and, you know, the girlfriends that we pick that we want to be there standing next to us. Um, and that's one really, really good way to have that, you know, special connection and emotional support is go to those women and say, I need you in my village. Um, you know, it might be, I need you to help me with cooking. I need you to help me come so that I can have a nap. Um, I need some house with help with housework. Like you will know out of your friendship group, who is best at what, um, you know, you want to make sure that it's easy for them that like, you know, as you spoke about before, Steph, like they're not trying to be a mind reader and trying to guess what you need because help is only helpful if it's helpful. Um, coming in and taking over might not be helpful for a mum that's trying to kind of build her nest. Um, But the other one is that, you know, we can't always rely on families and uh, family and friends for that kind of support. Um, They do have other, Mm. you know, they do have their lives and kids and stuff like that. Um, Mm. So you can build that professional village around you as well. Um, Doulas 100% from birth through to postpartum through to end of life. Um, support people through those kind of um, liminal spaces and transitions. Mm. Um, you know, chiropractors, physios, um, you know, sleep consultants, sleep consultants, one hundred percent. Breastfeeding, like lactation support. Um, there are so many professionals out there, and they understand the importance of having a village around you. They will connect you with more people to support you. Um, so that you're the not good ones on will anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. The good ones yeah. will. <laughs> I think um like it is also really important to note, like going back to the whole um, you know, when women stand together, they, you mm. know, the voices and they can move mountains. I think something that's really, really sad with social media is seeing how much mums are tearing other mums down for not doing like, which is the problem with a lot of mums groups. Like it's like, you know, I co-sleep. So you all have to co-sleep. Otherwise you're a shitty parent. And like, I sleep train and you don't sleep train. And you're an an asshole for sleep training. Yeah. 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 Like, or like I breastfed and, and you didn't. So, you know, I'm better than you. And like just mm. just going back and being like hey guys can we just stop being such assholes and just remember that mm. you know everybody parents differently everybody has different situations mm. um i think that the more in real time <laughs> yeah like with my first i was like oh my gosh how could you ever co-sleep and then i had my second i was like oh that's how that's yeah. how that happens and then with my third i actually chose to do it so you know it was totally different like my first kid I formula fed because I struggled so hard with breastfeeding I got my status twice in five weeks and I was just like Mm. I love every part about parenting except for breastfeeding I'm just struggling Mm -hmm. so hard with this and Mm -hmm. I was lucky that I had people around me supporting me and they're like well why don't you just formula feed them like 
But like yeah. a lot of people don't get that. They'll post stuff on Facebook and someone's like, you have to breastfeed because breast is best. And like, it's really contributing to these postnatal depression. Cause like moms are feeling like their intuition and their gut feel and what they think mm. that they need to do or what they think is right is just being trodden on by everybody else. That, people that like, honestly, you wouldn't even give them the time of day because if you met mm. them, you might not even really like them that much. Mm. But yeah. we, we mm. base so much of our opinion on like this troll on Instagram that said, you know, yeah, put under a sleep training post like how dare you sleep train blah 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 mm. like think about i think it, i think it's important like when we are picking our village that we are so um you know so careful so mm. careful selective make sure that you're picking people for the right reasons and you're not just letting anybody into your world because yeah. people really can make you feel like shit and if you are finding that somebody's making your life harder or you you feeling guilty about your parenting choices chop them out yeah yeah it's, it's it's not, you're allowed to say no you know yeah, people snip, come here, you are a hundred percent allowed to say no yeah and if that's, I'm, if I'm that's your family <laughs> like if that's your family telling you things that you don't agree with or somebody really close to you like it is also okay to be like you know what that's your opinion but i'd really prefer it if you didn't share that with me anymore because it's yeah. making things harder on me like you know you can you can do it respectfully without having to sort of be like you know shut the fuck up and don't tell me what to do with my kid like you can sit them down and just be like you know what this thanks is not for helpful thanks. for me yeah like yeah. you know i understand what you're saying and this is you know i'm sure that that really helped you but that's not the way that i choose to parent that's not what mm -hmm. i've chosen for my family and you know you telling me this is not helping but yeah also working on those triggers and being like yeah if you're seeing something on instagram you know like breast is best and you're really triggered by that like going into that like why why do you yeah. feel guilty about life. that is it but also when yeah. it comes to social media click unfollow yes oh, yeah. you don't have oh my to stick God. around just no out. <laughs> if you don't like someone like again like we'll go back to sleep consultants because we are all those but like if you're following a sleep consultant that's making you feel like shit because they're saying like you must do this you must do that bed sharing is the devil blah 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 unfollow rule, them rules <laughs> yeah like find people that you vibe with get get the village that you vibe with and that goes for professional support as well because honestly they're everywhere like you can yeah. get online support these days and if the c word has done anything for that it has certainly made that help more accessible so you do have a choice like you don't have to pick mm. the first one that you come across same with your friends like you you can have that loving but open conversation and be like you know what like we're gonna have to get used to having these hard conversations with parents now um mm. and if something's making it harder then bye That's it. and i think yeah when you're building out bye. that like professional support remembering that there's a person behind that profession so whilst they've got they might have the same level of skills and understanding and abilities um the person behind that support is who you need to connect and vibe with and if yeah. you don't are uh, next you know yeah, there 100%. are plenty out there um because you really want to make sure that it's that person that you've got that energetic connection to yeah 100 percent think like we could talk on this all day and we probably will do more episodes we could I, I think it could get quite ranty to be honest yes it could <laughs> absolutely um, um but it has been a ball chatting today um and we'll see you in the next episode bye